Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, we'll inspire you to become a bold and powerful voice in the world and claim your space with confidence. You can be bold and go against the grain to become the creative rebel you want to be. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hello, lovely. How are you? Welcome back to another week. My voice is back. Isn't that great? I'm a little nasally, but it's all good. I am feeling energized. I'm feeling creative. I feel like I'm back in the groove of things, which is great. I do actually have COVID at the moment, but but I feel fine, which is good. So, uh, so at least it hasn't knocked me about too much, but I'm not surprised with all of the stuff that I've been doing lately. But listen, I wanted to talk about something today that so many people have been speaking to me about. And it is all about managing your energy as a small business owner. I don't know if it's just the time of year or what it is. I mean, we're about to head into June and it's coming into the end of financial year here in Australia. It's also very cold and wintry. And so I think that obviously we have seasonality as well in regards to how we're feeling. But I did want to talk about some key things that you can really think about and do and some things that I do to really manage my energy when it comes to my business. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And something else that I'm going to be doing is that I'm going to be releasing the podcast and then I'm going to be doing a live Uh, I'm going to go with probably Thursday mornings, maybe Thursday or Friday mornings on my Instagram at Suze Chadwick. So make sure if you're not following me that you go over there and follow along. Uh, But I'm going to be doing a live to talk more about the topic that I share on the podcast so that if you want to talk about it, if you've got questions, if you've got something to contribute, then you can come over there and say hi and we can have a little chat about it. Yeah, because I kind of want to engage a little bit more. So that's something that I'm doing. Now, before we dive into this episode, I also wanted to mention that if you do not know about the Rise Retreat, which is my business retreat that I run several times a year, we have got one coming up in August 2022. So get in now because there's only two spots left as I'm sharing this. It's going to be in Dalesford, which is regional Victoria at a stunning hotel with a pool and a spa and fully catered and you get your own king size room and a massage and all the rest of it. So we like to go a little bit luxe on our retreats and we're going to be talking about business, creativity, personal development. And so it's really going to be an opportunity for you to spend time. And I think that this is such a perfect thing to go with today's topic around managing your energy is making time for ourselves and how we really energize ourselves in different ways around self-care, around self-nourishment, around self-reflection. And so that is what the Rise Retreat is all about. And so many of my incredible clients that have come along to it in the past have just said that it's been totally life and business changing. So I want to invite you to come along. If you want to grab one of the last two spots, then all you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash rise, R-I-S-E, 
and come and join. There's a payment plan. There's a pay in full. And if you've got any questions, just DM me on Instagram at Suze Chadwick. But I would love to see you there. We've got an incredible group of women coming along. So get on to it. But listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, so today I'm going to be sharing with you 10 ways that you can manage your energy as a small business owner. And I think that managing our energy is not always an easy job to do. You know, I speak with so many women all the time who really struggle to manage their energy on a daily, weekly basis. And I know that this is something that so many of us deal with. Yeah, I think that there's a couple of things. Is The first thing is that... I don't think we realize what it's going to be like when we go into our own business. And even for people who have been in business for years, I've been in business for seven years now, and it is still something I have to consciously think about and do. I have to consciously think about when are busy times in my business? When will I have a break? What do I need to do to manage my energy right now? You know, has something unexpected come up? those sorts of things. And, you know, even as I'm recording this, I was at the huddle, which was like 700 women in orange, which I mentioned, and I was speaking at that. And from the second we landed to the time that I left, which was like three or four days later, I was on the go. Now, I actually didn't realize that that event would take as much out of me as it did. Like I got pretty sick after it as well. And so... It's even being aware and also making strategic and executive decisions in your business about when you need to give yourself downtime and managing your energy so that you don't, number one, burn yourself out, number two, fall in a heap and then you're sick for so much longer, like all of those sorts of things. And I also just want to say that I do think it's natural And I speak to seasoned business owners who have been in business a lot longer than me and they say the same thing is that it is just a roller coaster. (laughs) I I hate to tell you, but it is just a roller coaster. There are a lot of emotional ups and downs that we constantly have. And I just don't think that maybe in the corporate world it was as extreme as it is now when we're in our own businesses. And so it's also just recognizing that, like we're operating at a different level, we're operating in a different way uh, and a different environment. And, you know, a lot of times, well, maybe not a lot of times, but when we were in corporate, if we, you know, if we needed help, maybe there were more people to help us than what we might have in our own business. Uh, Or, You know, we could say, I've got too much on, like I need somebody else to take this. I don't know, that's how it used to be for me. But now with my own business, I mean, the great thing is, is that I get to decide what I'm working on, but I also think that I need to manage my energy, especially when I'm in a period of massive output. Yeah, so that's just a little kind of caveat that I wanted to share before we dive in. But I think just recognizing our environment now and knowing that this is up to us to manage and it's not up to anybody else is really important. 
Yeah. And so the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to managing your energy is to know yourself. So when you think about your week, when are you at your best and when do you need to rest? So for me, and I've shared this before, I'm I've got massive energy in the morning. So sometimes I'll bounce out of bed at five. Other days it will be seven, 7.30, just so that, you know, just so that you're not sitting there going, oh my gosh, Suze, are you serious? But yeah, 5 a.m. for me, especially when I'm on, as in like I'm not feeling sick, I'm not feeling tired, like that's pretty standard for me. Three mornings a week I'll bounce out of bed. My eyes will ping open at five. But then by two o'clock I'm done. So i I know to have coaching calls in the morning, the majority of the time, like 90% of the time I will do a coaching call in the morning. Yeah. And I will do my best work in the morning because that's when my energy is at its best. That's when my thinking is at its best. That's when I'm like raring and ready to go. Like I get a lot of great ideas in the morning and I feel like I can get through a lot. So as far as just managing my day, I really front load like the bigger things in the morning so that when I get to two or three and especially when the kids are about to come home at 3.30 or so, you know, I'm not trying to get a whole lot of work done whilst they're wanting my attention or I'm just kind of done. (laughs) I'm just, I'm finished. Yeah. So just think about how do you manage your day and your energy within that day? The other thing around knowing yourself, which is something that I shared on Instagram, and I definitely want to get somebody to come and talk about it. But personality tests and something that I've been diving into is my Enneagram, which is E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. I've just gotten a couple of books on Audible about it. I did do it a few years ago and I was an eight. So there's nine types. I was an eight and now I'm a three. And so you can go and check all those out. They're on Instagram as well. There's some great accounts that tell you all about your profile and you can go and do a free test and I'll actually link up a free test that you can go do in the show notes so that you can go and do yours and then we can talk about it. It'll be so fun. Yeah. So what the Enneagram is, is that it's a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions, which is why I thought this was really great and really relevant. So as I said, I definitely want to have somebody on the podcast to talk more about it, but it's really interesting as a self-reflection tool as to how I interact in the world and how I do things. So I'll tell you a little bit about a three because that's what I am. So three believe threes believe that you are what you do. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty accurate. They live in a world where you are only as valuable as your last success. So with every goal they achieve, they are already focused on the next one, meaning they can never truly catch a break. Since they take their definition of success from the culture around them, they end up chasing after status symbols and accomplishments that aren't even necessarily their own. 
I don't really know what that means, but I didn't really feel like that aligned to me. They work hard and in fact can seem to still be on the job even in their off time. Threes know how to get things done quickly, efficiently, and with the most chance of success. They know how to sell themselves and basically anything else too. So I feel like some of it, I would say 80%, 90% of it, I really resonated with. There was some where I was just like, "Mm, not sure that that's me, but all good. I think you've kind of just, it's always good to explore it. But the reason that I read that to you is because something that I know about myself, I grew up in, and when I say grew up, grew up in my job in a corporate sales environment. And literally the things that they used to say is, we all used to say it, you're only as good as your last sale. Oh gosh, so interesting the things that we carry with us. And so when my Enneagram says to me, (laughs) when my Enneagram says to me, they live in a world where you are only as valuable as your last success, that really rang true to me. And so the reason that it's important for me to know that is because I need to be conscious of where I'm putting my energy and also stopping to celebrate my success so that I'm not kind of just going on to the next thing. Like what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I can do that. Like that's something that I absolutely can fall into the trap of doing. And if I fall into that trap, what happens is that I'm just running on a hamster wheel. I'm just like next, 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 next. And that can really like take its toll on me. I feel like I changed and adjusted this a while ago because I have been aware of that. Uh, what's the word that, uh, that maybe negative trait that I picked up in my corporate sales life. And so just knowing yourself with simple things like the Enneagram, go take the free test, go get the report. It's free as well, but it's super interesting. And so For me, that's another thing that I'm really conscious of, like, how do I work? How do I perform at my best? What environment do I need in order to perform at my best? Uh, What tools do I need around me? And how how can I be self-conscious in a positive way, self-aware of what's working for me and what's getting me the best result without me working all the time. Now, when I started my business and like many of you, if you have just started in the last couple of years, is that I did work 24 seven when I first started my business. I was obsessed with it. I just wanted to do it all the time. I was not very productive as in I was doing a lot of things and not making a lot of money. Uh, And so now obviously that's all changed where just me spending time understanding myself more has really helped me to make great business decisions for myself for my clients and for the business. It's allowed me to let go a lot more. So if you're holding on really tight, that can take up a huge amount of energy. If you're like just on the whole time, that will burn you out so quickly. And also just not really leaning into understanding how you want to work and what works for you will mean that you're spending a lot of energy in places that you shouldn't be or that it just doesn't serve you. So if you're into Enneagrams or you want to check it out, then you can do that. 
Um, but otherwise there might be other things, you know, even on the rise retreat, this is something that we'll be diving into as well is really understanding like where we are now, where we want to be and what that gap is, what that growth edge is. And I think really understanding our own growth edges, which is kind of, you know, where our competency goes to and where we want to be, uh, in our business and in our life and, and how we can actually bridge that gap and develop and understand ourselves in that development, I think is really important too. So just another shout out for the Rise Retreat. If this is something you want to work on and explore a little bit more, then it's definitely worth uh, coming along and spending and investing that time to do it. The second thing when it comes to managing your energy is to do things, this is really obvious, do things that energize you. So especially when you're in a heavy work cycle, you know, ask yourself what fills your cup up? So for me, breakfast is my main meal of the day. I do like a big mushroom and veggie medley thing. I have a gorgeous cup of coffee and I'll just sit and I'll enjoy it and I'll listen to a podcast whilst I'm eating or listen to the radio if the kids are getting ready for school or they'll come and sit with me and just little moments in the day like, you know, just spending some time in the morning getting ready and doing that with my favorite music on really energizes me. Uh, Just sitting and having a really nutritious and, you know, breakfast that fuels me for the day and in peace and quiet. And so really enjoying that as well. Uh, And, you know, I've organized things like going really, it's really random, but going for an infrared sauna and lunch locally with some friends. I've got our holidays booked in the calendar. So we've got things to look forward to. Things like just going and sitting on the couch at lunchtime to have a cup of tea, give myself a break, just so that I'm not on the go go the whole time. Now, some days I might work a lot more than I work on other days, but I think that the way that you set your day up I really want you to stop right now and I want you to think, is the way that you set your day up energizing or depleting? What do you think? So for me now, the way that I set my day up is energizing. Like I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I find ease in it. Now, there will be weeks where I will absolutely be a lot more hardcore, where I'll have a lot I want to get done and I'm in creation mode, I'm in launch mode, I've got lots of things happening, but the way I set my day up, even when I'm busy, means that I'm prioritizing, energizing myself. So if you're like, I don't know, Sus, I don't know, I'm just always busy. That's another thing, like if you feel like you're always busy, I just want you to stop and I want you to sit and write down simple things that energize you. It could be music, it could be food, it could be taking a break, it could be going for a walk, it could be playing with your dog, anything. Yeah, whatever that is. So sit down and write, what are all the things that energize me that I could do on a daily basis, even if it's one that could make me feel really great and like I'm looking after myself as well, which leads us to number three, which is self-care and putting your well-being first. We're talking about energy here. Yeah. So this isn't about productivity. I just want to be really clear. This is about how do I look after myself so that when I am working and when I'm in my business, I am 
like performing at my best. I'm feeling great. I'm giving my best work. Yeah. And so self-care and putting your well-being first is so important. I've mentioned before, maybe, (laughs) that I've hired a health coach for this year. And so I'll share that journey, I think, later in the year when I've hit some of my big goals and that sort of thing, because it's definitely a work in progress. But things like, and I have to say, I've always done this, but prioritizing sleep. Now, I don't, it doesn't matter whether you're an early morning riser or a night owl, but it's really just understanding that our deepest sleep is from about 10 or 11 p.m. through till like 5 a.m. And so if we don't sleep during that time, then the quality of sleep that we get is not going to be as good as if we're sleeping, as if we're if we're not sleeping during that time. And so just understanding how our bodies work, understanding what we need, you know, some people need more sleep than others, but what do you need? You know, if you feel tired a lot of the time, then it's really important to take a look, am I getting enough sleep? If I'm not getting enough sleep, how am I shifting my behavior so that I do get enough sleep? Do you need to leave your phone in the kitchen when you go to bed? Like really simple things like that, yeah? So have a think about how you're looking after yourself when it comes to sleep, when it comes to eating, things like drinking a lot of water during the day. And I feel like we know this. I don't feel like I'm telling you anything that you don't know, but it's really about whether we do it or not. And so I go fill up, I've got a one liter, I bought it at Kmart for $5, I've got a one liter water bottle and I fill that up twice a day and it just sits next to me and I just drink it throughout the day. And it just makes me feel so much better. Yeah. And so really just cutting out for me, I've cut out sugar and wheat flour. That's also made me feel really good as well. Like my body just feels better. Uh, And so prioritizing a lot of those things around your self-care and just looking after your body will mean your energy levels will be so much better. Number four, it's understanding what thoughts are serving you and which are sapping you. So I talk about this a bit. Brooke Costello, who I love, she's the founder of the Life Coach School, and she talks about thought audits and thought management a lot. And so doing a thought audit is so important. One of the stats that I love well, it's not a good stat, but it's a good stat to know, is that according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 60,000 thoughts a day. And of those, 80% are negative and 95 are repetitive. So you're repeating those 90 or those 80% of negative thoughts 95% of the time, which is crazy. Yeah, that's just such a poor thing for us to do, but that's just how we're wired. But the thing is, is that we can change it. And so when you constantly have negative thoughts, like I'm so tired, this is so hard, I can't do this, etc. Yeah, because you have low energy. So all of this is connected because you have low energy. It's even more of a drainer. So if you just let your negative thoughts run your day, then you are going to struggle so much to find the thoughts that are going to energize you. And so this is where that self-care comes in. Did you have enough sleep? Do you feel good? Are you drinking water? Are you fueling your body with great things? And so when your body's feeling better, 
or feeling good, then hopefully your thoughts are not, I feel so tired, this is so hard, but like, let's get on with the day. This feels good. My body feels good. My brain is functioning really well. And, you know, that's the other thing when it comes to water and food and exercise, our brain will not work at its optimal if you are not fueling it with the things that it needs. And if you're not fueling your brain and your body, it's going to affect your thoughts. Yeah. Are you seeing the domino effect here? And I have to say, like, I don't feel like I've looked after myself that much for the last few years, but I'm really focusing on it so much more now. And I can feel like I can feel the shift with myself. And so I just really want you to sit and think about what are your thoughts on a daily basis? Like when you wake up in the morning, what's your first thought? Is it, this is like, I'm ready for the day. I'm going to have a great day. Or is it like, okay, let's, let's go again. Like, what is that thought? And is your thought fueling you in a positive way or sapping your energy? And if it is sapping your energy, how can you start to shift that? So take some time, sit down and write down all of the thoughts. I say to this to my clients all the time, intentional thought creation, thought management, write down your thoughts, write down the thoughts you want to have, start to practice them a lot more. Yeah. This is like something that you can do. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't cost anything. It just costs five minutes of reflection to really take a look at how you can start to shift those as well. And also if those thoughts are, I'm so tired and this is hard, then you need to take a look at your self-care. Number five is be around energy givers, not takers. Oh, such a big one. Think about how you feel when you're around people who lift you up instead of dragging you down. And how can you prioritize energy givers in your life so that that can make a huge difference to you? Like off the top of my head, I can think about a few people that when I'm with them, like it's good energy. It's like, let's go. This is going to be fun. Like I feel energized when I'm with them. And then there's other people who I know when I'm going to be with them, I'm like almost preparing myself because I know that it's going to be tough. And so I just want you to think about what the equation of that is you know, and how you can shift that. Like how can you intentionally have more energy givers than takers around you? And I think that as women, as carers, as like, you know, we're nurturers, we want to be there to support people. And I think that that's great. I think that absolutely that is something to do. But I also think you've got to make sure that in the process of being a giver, you're not being depleted all the time but that you have givers that also support you. So really think about that, yeah? And a little thing that I shared at the huddle when I was speaking is that about a year or more ago, I made a decision that every week I would send a message over DMs to somebody who I've noticed has been doing something that is great or different or where I can just see that they're, you know, putting effort in and that. And I send them a DM saying, hey, I just want you to know that I think that you're awesome and I loved seeing you do X. And so every week that's something that I do. And so I just really want to, like I encourage everybody at the huddle, I really want to encourage you to think about how you are supporting others and being a giver as well. 
And it literally can take 15 seconds to do that too. So make sure that you're around people who, whose energy really lifts you up and who inspire you and, you know, expand you. And, you know, I've always talked about expanders, having people who really stretch you to think differently and think bigger and take more risks and have more fun and that sort of thing. So I think that's really important as well. Do an audit on the people around you. Number six is to plan to have time to work on the things you want to and need to in your own business. So when we constantly give to others without giving to ourselves, life can feel hard, which is what we just talked about. So you really need to treat your business and yourself like your very best client. So how can you carve out time to do the projects that light you up and that will make running your business easier? Now, one thing I'm going to say here is that when you're starting out in business, or even if you're not at a place where you've got the income and the clients that you want, there's going to be that time where you might be doing stuff that doesn't 100% light you up. And then you're going to be doing the stuff that does. Yeah. And hopefully as far as kind of, if you're thinking about a scale, a bit of a you know, weight, it's kind of the stuff that doesn't light you up will become less of the stuff that you do and the stuff that does light you up becomes more of the stuff that you do over time. But sometimes you just got to be in that mix as well. And I've totally been there before. Um, where, and even now, like sometimes I do stuff that I don't really want to do, but I know that it's part of my business and I have to do it. But the majority of the stuff that I do, I really love. And so I think just really taking your best energy. And I said this to a client the other day, because she said, oh, I blocked out time to do like my work, like the work that we're doing, the coaching work, like at three o'clock on a Wednesday and four o'clock on a Friday. She said, but then I get into my client work and then I kind of just, you know, I don't get to it. So I said to her, when do you feel your most energized and when do you feel like your best? And she's like, well, a Monday morning, you know, and so I said, okay, so on Monday morning between nine and 11, that's when you block out time to do this work. Yeah. Because that's when you feel at your best. That's when you have your most, your best energy. And so why would you give yourself the crappiest time of the week and the day? Why are you not giving yourself and your business the best energy that you've got? Because the thing is, is that number one, if you don't give yourself the best energy and the best time, then you're kind of trying to grow your business when you're, you know, at half energy level. And the other thing is, is that if you just don't do it as well, then you're putting your business on the back burner and you're putting your clients first. And you will not grow your business to where you want it to be if you're constantly putting everybody else ahead of you. And so there is no shame. And I would say this is something that every woman in business needs to do. Every person in business needs to do is make your business the priority because the more you make your business the priority, the better your business will become, which means that you will attract more of the clients that you want, which means that you'll make more of the money that you want. And it means that you'll be able to work less. So whilst you think that you're doing yourself, you know, a favor by putting clients first when it comes to the time of day and time of week that you're working, you're actually 
taking away from your own business. So that's just a little thing to be aware of. So for me, Mondays are pretty much my day. Like I do my own work. I do my CEO day. I work on new content. I do the podcast, create, you know, do some money stuff. Like it's my day to dive into my business and do all the things that I want to do. And then I coach and I work the rest of the week. And that works really well. And that's helped me to really create at my optimal. Yeah. When I'm in my best energy as well. Number seven is obviously to outsource. So one of the best ways for you to be able to focus on the things that are in your zone of genius is to outsource the things that you hate, you know, and we all got into business to do the things that light us up and that we're great at. So when we have to do all of the things that don't light us up, it is a massive energy sap. So really think about, you know, can, what is an energy drainer for you and is it something you can outsource? So very excited to welcome a new team member on this week. And there have been a lot of content things that I have been wanting to do. And she's now going to do them for me. And I feel so excited about it. Like it energizes me to outsource it, (laughs) to give it to somebody else. And so really think about who do you need on your team? Who do you need that can really help you? And I do think that this is a big uh, area of development for a lot of business owners in letting go. Yeah, in letting go of stuff that you're holding on to that drains you, that you don't want to do, but you still do it anyway. And so really think about what can I give away that's going to make life so much better. Number eight is work with a great coach to support you. If you want to work together, then we can do that. Yeah. (laughs) But a problem shared is a problem halved. So having coaches to support you is so worth it. And I've mentioned before, I've got a life coach that I go to when I need a bit of a tune up in my personal life. I've got a business coach as well. And now I've got a health coach because I don't want to try and work it out on my own all the time. I want somebody who's going to challenge my thinking, who's done it before, who can help me discover more about myself, who can help me think bigger about what it is that I want to do, who can teach me new things as well. And so really investing in yourself to have people around you who not only are energy givers to you, but who can really support you to be able to achieve the things that you want, to get out of your own way, to think differently. Like that is so worth the time and the effort. I've had coaches for the last few years now, and I can't imagine not having a coach now just because I think, well, as I'm somebody who constantly gives to my clients, if I didn't have a coach, then I feel like I would just be an island. Like I wouldn't have somebody who I can go to and have those kinds of conversations where they're kind of dedicated to me and my success. Yeah. So I just want you to think about whether that's something that you could really benefit from is getting a coach on board in your business to really help you to be able to sort through all of this. Like if you're like, Suze, I just can't work it out. Like I cannot work out what to prioritize. I can't work out what to outsource. I can't work out how to like make my business do and be what I want it to be. Then let's have a chat, like send me a DM, send me an email, 
whatever it is, and let's have a conversation about it because I am obviously as a coach, I'm such a big believer and I invest in myself all the time when it comes to coaches. Number nine is know what level of energy you need to use. So I think that this is such a great one to be aware of. So it might sound a little bit weird, but sometimes I see people putting a whole lot of time and energy into things that should take like five minutes. Yeah, it's the whole thing of a task will take as long as you give it. Yeah. So here are some things to think about. How important is this task? So when you're thinking about a task, how important is it? How much time should it take? Am I the person who should be doing it? How much energy do I need to give based on the importance of the task? And how can I do this in the most efficient way? So, you know, one of the things that I loved uh, that Bridie from uh, Mary Makers said at the huddle was one of her tips was she puts like an egg timer on for 45 minutes And she's like, okay, I've got these emails to write. I've got 45 minutes to do it. And she's like, you can bet that I get it done in 45 minutes. She said, sometimes we just spend so much time on things. And I 100% agree that if you just give yourself a certain amount of time where you're like, right, I'm going to nail this, I'm going to get it done. And you know, that's that, then you will get it done. It's like today, had a meeting with my team, got to get the podcast done, want to make this into a blog, need to get my finances done, need to do a few other things. So, you know, really just focusing on getting those things done, nutting through it and also taking a look at like how important this, it's not massively important, but let's just get it done. If it's not massively important and I can do it, let's give it 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then let's move on to something else. And I just think sometimes this is where procrastination and what I like to call procrastifaffing comes from is that you spend so much time tinkering with things that are not revenue generating that sap your energy, that make you hate what you're doing because you are spending so much time on it. You need to give it less time and get it done faster. Yeah, like get in, get out, move on. (laughs) I think it's so important. And number 10 is set clear boundaries to protect your energy. Oh, So Becky, who is, uh, Becky Hughes is one of my gorgeous Amplify clients. She wrote a Instagram post on this the other day, which I love. And it's the, can you just, you know, when a client says, oh, could you just, could you just do that? Could you, maybe, could you just do this? I obviously call like, I call it scope creep coming back from my consulting days when you price something out, you work it all out. And then the client's like, oh, by the way, could you just like change it all and flip it over and give me extra six months worth of work? But could you just do that? And, you know, they're just wanting it for free. And so really setting boundaries around what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, I think is so important as well. Because the more that you give, which is outside of the scope of what you've agreed to do, the more that will sap your energy. And also people will take as much as you give, which I say all the time. So if you give somebody an hour, even though they've only booked half an hour, they will take an hour. And then whose energy is sapped? They're like feeling amazing because you were the giver, but then because that's not how you wanted to work and it's not what you agreed, the minute that you go past that a lot of the time, you're now in drain mode. 
Yeah. So it's so important to set clear boundaries to protect your energy as well. And so doing an audit on what you do in your business, where you're overgiving, where your boundaries are creeping and what's really sapping your energy in the relationships that you have with clients, with other people, with things that you're doing that you don't want to be doing is another thing to that's really important. So I feel like there is so much that we've been through in this episode that is kind of an audit opportunity for you. Yeah, it's a bit of a self-reflection opportunity for you. So let's just go through it quickly on what you can be reflecting on from this episode. Number one is to know yourself. So I really want you to start to think about when is my, like how is my energy And it could be around your cycle as well, like that time of the month. It could be around like school holidays or seasonality, like winter, et cetera. When are you at your best? And when do you kind of want to be doing the things that are more important? What about what things energize you? So write those down. You know, what things can you do around self-care and putting your well-being first around sleep and eat and water? How can you start to really identify what thoughts are serving you and what aren't and how can you start to shift those? Can you take a look at the people around you and think who are energy givers and who are energy takers and how can I make sure that I'm spending more time with the people who really energize me and expand me so that I don't feel drained all the time? How can you plan to be working on the things that you really love in your business and then outsourcing the things that you don't? Is it time to get yourself a coach who can really help you to sort through things more like quickly, be able to see things that maybe you're not seeing right now? How can you really understand what energy level is required for the things that you're doing so that you're not spending too much time on the things that you shouldn't be spending time on? Like you don't need to be spending a whole day on something that could actually take you half an hour to do. And then how can you set better boundaries so that you can protect your energy more? And it's not always about having more energy to work. It can be having more energy just to feel good in yourself so that you don't get sick, so that you don't get burnt out, so that you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, so really think about those are 10 things that can really help you manage your energy. And I think that when we look after ourselves, then we show up in our business in a very different way and people can feel the energy that we bring to our business. They can feel like when you're like not on and when you're sapped and when you're low energy. It was really interesting. I'm such an energy person as well. I was looking at a couple of websites this morning. I was looking for somebody who could maybe come on the podcast and talk about Enneagrams and I found a few people and their energy (laughs) – (laughs) energy through their audios and videos and stuff like that was so low. And I was just like, oh, like, I feel like if I was to be around them, I would be the energy giver. And so just know that the way that you show up and it's not about being fake. Yeah. Because 
if you can do all of this, you won't need to be fake. You'll actually feel amazing and you'll feel energized. And when you feel that, other people will respond to that. Other people will feel that from you as well. Yeah, so I just want you to understand that this is all a knock-on effect. It's not about faking it. It's about actually doing all the things that will help you to really feel amazing and energized too. So that is it for this week. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Uh, let me know. I, you know, I'm going to get on a IG live at the end of this week and have a chat about it too. But I just think really starting to spend time looking after yourself more is just such an important thing to do as a person, a woman in business. Yeah. Cause we've just got so many competing priorities with family and work and life, and we have to put ourselves first, which might sound selfish, but if you fall in a heap, what happens to everything else? So we have to put ourselves first. Oh, so make sure you come and you join. If you want to come along to the rise retreat, grab your spot now, suzechadwick.com forward slash rise. That's it for another week. Amazing to have you here. Just remember, you can always connect with me on Instagram at suzechadwick. If you've got any questions, I am here for it. Happy to answer them for you. Feel free to share this episode if you got a lot of value out of it. And I cannot wait to see you next week back here on the podcast.